Hello and welcome to Twitter Travels for Pete, my adventure of meeting Pete Buttigieg supporters across the country. I'm your host, Sue Ann Rollins. Today I'm in the D.C. area, the Washington, D.C. area, and I'm visiting with my Pete friends from Virginia and Maryland. I met them back in early in September, mid-September, because Liz Smith came to D.C. to do a fundraiser, and when I saw that, I thought, I have to, I have to go, I must go, and I got tickets right away. I got two tickets, and I, first of all, didn't know for sure if I would be able to go, and I didn't know for sure who would be going with me, maybe my husband, but I knew that if possible, I had to see Liz Smith, who is Pete's senior communications advisor. That's a lot, a lot of words to say. So I came to DC and I, I still had that ticket, that ticket, but before I left, I thought, okay, my husband's not going, so who's gonna take my other ticket? And I said to myself, the next person, on Twitter who says, I wish I could go, that I would offer that, and that is Gingers for Pete, who is Christopher. Hi, hello. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so we started our um, internet relationship. <laughs> that has all <laughs> sorts of connotations. <laughs> I know, but yeah, the, so, so you were going to be my date. Right. And we were all set to go, and then I, I'm here in town, and unfortunately that... That day you had to cancel due to health reasons. And I know that you felt bad about that and you really wanted to make sure somebody took that ticket. Right. And who did you suggest? Razel. Razel Geyser. Razel. Yeah. So what happened was that I had had a, a, an epileptic seizure. And so I, um, my husband got online onto the face. Uh, the Maryland for Pete website, um, Maryland for Pete Facebook page, and uh, basically put out the announcement and he, saying he'd like to give his ticket to somebody and um, please text me or text it to Chris and or contact him through Facebook. And um, and then I will, he, meaning he would uh, respond. And the only one that responded was Rizal. But not because nobody else wanted to do it, of course. They were probably exactly. already going. That's the thing, is that they were already going. And we should so, say that you are fine now, obviously, and you were were, yes. were fine then, just a little tired. Yes. But um, I appreciate that. Uh, I was not going to be by myself. Of course, that <laughs> wouldn't have been the case anyway. Right. But I ended, it was great because I got to meet Razel. Well, one of the things that I knew, because Razel and I had communicated a lot, and we... And, to a, a, an event that Patty refers to that we'll talk about later is Rizelle and I hit it off right away. Okay, you're Maryland. You're Maryland folks. Yes, yes. yes okay. So, uh, yes, yeah, so Rizelle and I are Maryland for Pete. And uh, we'll get into the titles and all that stuff another time. But Rizelle and I hit it off pretty much right away. And uh, so when she said she would take the ticket, I was like, yes. Because they knew that she, that Sue Ann, and Roselle would hit it off. Oh, you set us up. It's I, true. It, it was it, a great date. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great date. And so I knew, because when you and I ended up talking on the phone, and then you and I had communication by email, Yes. that I trusted my own instincts. 
Wow. I didn't know all that was going into it. Well, <laughs> so, so then I showed up at the Liz Smith event and Razelle was standing right by the door waiting for me. She yeah. was very well, I, gracious about yeah, that. Yeah, I couldn't really check in yet because I was <laughs> like, um, I'm someone's plus one. Oh. <laughs> and thankfully, I knew the campaign staff and the volunteers checking in. So they were really cool. So they left me by the door. But like 90% of the people who walked in thought I actually was volunteering at the event. So yeah. I just kept referring them. And everyone was very gracious, and it was a pleasure to meet Sue Ann. So the setting for this event is a restaurant that was closed for the private event, very, a very, fairly small restaurant. And I immediately saw other people I knew from Twitter, like Patty, I should say, who's here from Virginia for Pete. Say hello. Well, hello, and uh, also known as Patty for Pete. Keep it simple. Patty for Pete. And I want to back up a little bit, because when I said I was going we're going to be coming to the Liz Smith event. You reached out to me in a very friendly way, very welcoming. Just let me know if you need anything. Welcome to DC. And I really appreciated that because I felt like I'm just uh, kind of crashing the the DC party. Not at all. Not at all. And that was in a neighborhood that I'm familiar with, um, right by Catholic University. And I was like, oh, okay, so if you're going to fly in here and you can take this metro, you don't have to, you know, rent a car. So um, it's lovely because it's not just a DC, Maryland event. It's an event for all our Pete pals, mm -hmm. right? Wherever you are and wherever you come from flying in, love it. So it was very lovely to meet you in real life and not just on Twitter. Right. At first, I was worried. I th okay, I'm crashing a party. Everybody knows each other here. Almost everybody knows each other. But I was welcomed by many of you. And also, I got to meet Virginia for Pete. <laughs> you might, you, if the listener has uh, listened to episode one, the Minnesota group, our Minnesota for Pete on Twitter, Melanie was on that. But I'm so excited because I get to interview Virginia for Pete, Kyle. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was good to meet you there. Uh, it definitely felt kind of like celebrity sighting. I don't know. I've like Pete, <laughs> Pete's campaign is the first where I've really been like very Twitter involved. Uh, you know, like I don't use my personal account that much. So to see people who are super active on Twitter like you and you know, like the rest of these folks, it's, you know, then to see them in person. I was like, wait, you're not from, you know, the DC area, like, what are you doing here? So it was, it was a Did you say surprise. celebrity status? Yes. That's great. Yeah. Oh, just, uh, I celebrity status. status. Well, yeah, if, sure. when my the husband one, yeah. harasses me about spending too much on, time on Twitter, now I'm saying, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> working for Pete. <laughs> so I want to understand how it all works here because uh, the DC area is DC, the suburban around DC is, is it, correct me, that you've got DC, Virginia, and Maryland all working together, but yet separately. So Patty, would you like to start by your Virginia? I'm Virginia, Northern Virginia. So how much do you do separately as Virginia versus the DC Metro? Yeah, so I think for people that are local to this area, we consider ourselves the DMV. 
So DC, Maryland, Virginia, not the Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah, see, that's just to be clear. <laughs> that made my blood pressure grow up. <laughs> um, and a lot of us, you know, might live in one state and work in the other and just cross the river. Um, so I think, and that's how I ended up at the Maryland Pete Up, even though I'm in Northern Virginia, because I'm like, oh, sure, let's let's see what's happening in Maryland. Um, and that's so, how you met. Christopher and Rizal. That's how I met, yeah, changes for Pete, Christopher, and Rizal, who is Rizal, right? Yes. That is your Twitter handle. (laughs) Delightful, by the way. (laughs) So great to see you, (laughs) to see everyone again. But yeah, so I think there is um, a little bit of overlap, which is a good thing because it continues to grow our community. And then in our Virginia grassroots um, group and our PETUPS, we also have folks from D.C., um, I think Brenda Rebo is one of them. And um, so it just, I, I, it feels like a big family. So it's never confusing cause, because you'll just assume that you'll include everyone and if they are not able to yeah. help, that's fine. Yeah, it, and it works well because the campaign is really one of the foundations is being inclusive and welcoming everyone. So, you know, we don't want to say, oh, you know, you're, you're not in Virginia. We can't talk to you. <laughs> we would never do that. So um, it's, it's a lot of fun to just meet everyone mm-hmm. from basically around the Beltway for those people that know what that is. Right? Around the Beltway. I want to hear from Kyle since you are Virginia for Pete. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as Virginia for Pete, we definitely, you know, trying to represent our state, but like with the ballot initiative that we just had that we might go into more later. I think you should um, just, we should talk about it right we now. We can talk you had about to get it. Pete on the ballot. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so that people could vote for him in the primary. So we're one of the Super Tuesday states. Um, we had to have at least 5,000 signatures around the state. Um, but just knowing that, you know, some people are going to sign the wrong form or what have you, they always say get like twice as much. And so our goal from the campaign was to get 12,000 signatures, uh, which uh, we did actually end up achieving. We're going to turn them in this coming Monday. Uh, oh, they're not turned in yet? They're not turned. Okay. Well, we've sent them to the campaign and now okay. they have to go to Richmond. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So um, it'll be exciting. We'll have uh, Congressman Don Beyer there who's re- uh, endorsed Pete and a few other local officials. So it'll be kind of a big to do. Not not quite the same as what you might have seen out of New Hampshire, but still a fun event nonetheless. <laughs> and I know I know Christy, who I also met uh, at the Liz Smith event and who I had gotten to know on Twitter. She isn't able to come today, but she was a big part of that ballot initiative. Oh, yeah, Correct. definitely. Uh, Christy was one of the first to say, you know, I'll get my notary license, you know, so I can sign these forms. And there were a bunch of people who really stepped up mm-hmm. to make that work around the state. And especially in Northern Virginia, we've got a, you know, a big crew here of people like Patty. Uh, and then, you know, we were able to pull uh, volunteers, b- both from DC and from Maryland, who were like, hey, we don't have quite the same requirements in our state. Let's help Virginia out. And we're super appreciative of our Maryland and How DC How many people folks. were helping get the signatures? I, I think uh, Christy counted up. It was about 120 vo- volunteers, volunteers that turned in forms by oh, the end of whoa. it. Yeah. And didn't you also have, you also had, um, right? Did you, thank you. Did you also have, um, you also had the Richmond team and the Southwest and the other teams helping, thank you, helping with getting those valid signatures in the other parts of the state that, um, that you can't cover. Right. So um, I 
being from Northern Virginia, I thought it would be fun to go see what the rest of the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia uh, <laughs> looks like. So I went down um, to get ballot signatures in Harrisonburg, so Southwest right. Virginia, yeah. and yeah. Um, you know met a couple of our Pete friends down there um, at their Pride Festival, and then also so it was a Shenandoah Pride Festival, and then also back down to Richmond at their Pride Festival. So um, the uh, Virginia has 11 congressional districts, and um, it's easy to get signatures in Northern Virginia because <laughs> um, it's very densely populated, um, pretty blue in that area. Um, but as you get further towards Southwest Virginia, it's a different story. Um, I think that's kind of getting towards Appalachia a little bit. Um, so a little more spread out. You're out in the country, um, so a little tougher to get as many signatures, but it worked. And yeah, shout out to Christy um, and all the Virginia for Pete team that really made this work. And um, yeah, they're going to go to Richmond on Monday. So well, exciting. What's, what's next? Are you guys just going to take a break now? <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Somehow I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, it was suggested and everyone laughed just like this group did just now. Uh, there's, there's no rest. But um, no, I think right now we'll think about maybe volunteer service efforts in the, around the holiday time. That just seems like a good time of year to mm -hmm. think about that. And, um, and then, you know, after everyone comes back from the holidays in January, we'll really start gearing up again for Super Tuesday and Super getting Tuesday. out the votes. Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. We're all volunteer grassroots. So getting the word out, spreading Pete's message in any way that we can, like the ballot initiative, uh, doing service projects, bringing on more volunteers. Yeah, and what I think one of the um, really fun service projects that we did um, was organized by one of our team members, um, Tom Sadler um, and his wife Sarah, and it was um, completely void of any Pete gear, Pete swag. Um, we were just there um, to help, and um, it was an initiative um, with the Alexandria, I forget the name of the oh, church. The, the Alfred Street Baptist Alfred church. Street Baptist Church, and it was their annual fee, 10,000 families. And so there were four hubs across Virginia, and the Alfred Street Baptist Church was one of the hubs. And what we did is we bagged groceries. Um, and so 10,000 families um, got fed. Um, as part of that initiative, the groceries were donated largely by one of the local um, food chains out here, um, food stores, giant food. Um, it was a lot of fun. We had music, we were dancing, and everyone got, you know, two jars of pasta sauce, two cans of tuna, and, it, and you know, we filled those bags up. But a lot of fun, and it was just not to be seen as part of the Pete community and to promote Pete, but rather just to also be engaged in some service activity. Um, which I think is really important. I think it's also part of that campaign. Um, and I think the next one we're doing is probably Wreaths Across America um, that we're organizing closer to the holidays. And so we'll go out to Arlington Cemetery and um, it's an annual event and help lay, lay wreaths um, on the tombstones. So um, I think we're looking for more service events in, in conjunction with the meetups and peetups that we're doing um, so that we can also give back um, to the communities where we live. So when you say peetups and meetups, that's a way to get new people involved? To just, do you want to talk about, are you, are you attracting new volunteers all the time, Kyle? Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, I think people, 
you know, might find us on social media or just through our website and they look at, you know, all the crazy ballot stuff that we're doing or just the constant news and they're saying, how do I get involved? And a PETUP is, a, I think, a great way to fit yourself into the fold, say, what are the different facets of this grassroots team that, you know, I can be a part of? Uh, you know, maybe I can pick up some stickers or swag there just to, you know, help start the movement or learn, you know, what can I say about Pete to my friends and family? So PETUPs are definitely a good stepping stone, uh, whether you want to get more involved or if you just want to learn more about Pete, it's mm -hmm. it's a good good way to be social and enjoy uh, the fun parts of this campaign. And those are found on the, the campaign website, the events. So if somebody puts in their zip code, they're, they're matched up with those events. events. on Mobilize. Yeah. What about Maryland? Um, what's going on in Maryland? So Maryland, we are what's called a marathon state, and we have a long marathon. Our primary is 428 of 2020. So for a that's April 28. We are a, we are on a very long marathon, um, and we're trying. We're on our first mile or so. We're getting our volunteers. I had a wonderful Pete up on Veterans Day where we talked about Pete's service as well as. Um, how we can build a Maryland community, especially since we are on this journey together. We will see ourselves through Thanksgiving, Christmas, the New Year's, Valentine's Day, MLK Day, President's Day, almost to Easter and Passover, will we, will we be together? And so it's about building a community that wants to A, spend time together and be out there as Pete supporters, as well as figuring out how we can also support our other states in our region who have an earlier primary or have ballot initiatives they need our assistance with. So we will be down in Virginia doing some stuff towards Super Tuesday, and we will be um, in Pennsylvania and Delaware helping get Pete on the ballot up there because we're needed. And so it's a great way to energize our community who's on this long journey together. The marathon, marathon states. Well, it's great to hear about how, how you're helping other states. Do you think you'll get up to New Hampshire? That's a bit of a trek. That that's that is a that is a trek. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when they mentioned New Jersey to me, I was like, okay. Um, New Jersey's a trek. New Jersey's a trek, but they were like, can you? I was like, you can ask my volunteers, and they can make if that's something they're able to do. I do have a fair amount of people who have reached out to me and said, hey, I'm recently retired. What can I do? Mm -hmm. And so it's about building those people up to become leaders within the group and seeing how they and their availability of time, which is wonderful that I don't necessarily have, can be utilized to build these relationships across state lines mm -hmm. as well as within our community to get Pete on the ballot and Pete mobilized. For Sounds him. like you have a leadership position, a grass, grassroots leadership position. <laughs> See, what happens with grassroots is, uh, you know, some we're not campaign staff, right? Are any of you? Nope campaign staff so none of nope. them are campaign staff and uh, we're just organizing ourselves the way we can and that's what I, I really find interesting when I'm out interviewing people so you Razelle have taken it upon yourself to be an organizer and so you and Chris are kind of giving each other the giggles so, uh, and I know there's a Maryland for Pete Twitter account there is unfortunately we actually have two we have MD for Pete 2020 which is run by one of my congressional leads, co-leads in, in Congressional District 8 in Maryland, um, Catherine Lafferman. Um, and unfortunately, she could not be here today. She's actually headed to Atlanta. Unfortunately, she comes back before the debate. Oh. Um, she's very bummed about that. Um, and then the other one is run by one of our um, volunteers who's done a lot of our graphic designs, um, David. Um, and so the two of them have taken on the Twitter mantle for us as a state, which is wonderful. 
because um, I don't tweet very well. Oh dear. Well, you know, I'm, so, make, I'm making it up. I'm making up for it, I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, and so we we have been very blessed, and we've been able to utilize our team skills um, in terms of what someone's very good at, giving them the power and the tools and the resources to take that upon themselves. So it means it's one less thing that's on my plate. Um, and Chris and I both have state leadership roles, um, which means we get to have some fun and try and engage with others to get them involved as well, which is very fun. My role is grassroots organizing coordinator, grassroots volunteer organ, uh, volunteer grassroots organizing coordinator. It's way too long, but anyway. So what my responsibilities is to develop teams, teach our congressional district leaders how to develop their own teams and basically provide resource, provide sources, provide uh, ways to, you know, here's a way to do that. Here's another way. Okay, if that's not working. Because Maryland is, because the way we are organized in the sense that we're organized by congressional district, but because there's so much of the state that is um, the suburbs of D.C., it becomes this sort of a, also an odd cultural relationship. So the what comes about, so there's the D.C. suburbs of Maryland, then there's the rest of the state. And the rest of the state that has uh, metropolitan areas, and the only other metropolitan area really is Baltimore. And then you have the Eastern Shore. So where my role comes into play is working with all the congressional district leaders to develop teams in their congressional districts. So Razel, who is, what is your title? I, I forget. <laughs> Queen of the universe. Um, no, oh, wait, thankfully for all involved, that's not my title. Um, it is state grassroots campaign liaison, which basically means that um, I have two wonderful leads who have taken on grassroots and data, and I kind of spend my time organizing our meetings, organizing um, the calls that we have with the campaign, as well as talking to the campaign when there's things that arise throughout the week that they need to distribute out to us so it can get out in real time. So that's one less thing for our regional organizing director to do, because unfortunately he has quite a geographical region and a fun bonus of Alaska. So you have congressional district volunteers who are like uh, somebody for each congressional district. Correct. Is right. volunteering. Yes. To lead yes. the effort for their right. district. Right. And so they are, and this is where I come in, is I help them develop teams not only within their district, but but also within the small towns that are in their district. So the idea that I had was so that these district leads could develop team leaders in small towns and villages or whatever, you know, so that those teams can then branch out. One of the things I've learned, I learned a long time ago, and I think Roselle can, can speak to this as well, as having worked in politics as organizers, that the one of the things that I was taught early was to recruit yourself out of a job so that you are doing 
you know, you, you're delegating. It's that whole thing of delegating. So delegate. And that's the point of the CD lead. So the CD lead develops teams oh, yeah. in their, their towns and what have you. So that really all that CD lead is doing is just providing the resources and support for their team leaders mm-hmm. in their, uh, uh Assigned districts or assigned towns right, but so you. important to get that yeah. get that transition from right you know, before you were uh, separated by CDs, right? I mean, in the early stages. I'll grab a mic. Um, so, kind of the idea behind this is we kind of have our CD lead, but it used to be the CD lead for me, us. We had a stretch from the DC line to the Pennsylvania line which is about 70 miles. So that's a lot of driving, a lot of, Mm -hmm. I don't have the resources or the connections to get a table in Frederick for first Saturday. But one of my co-leads who lives near Frederick, she had the resources and the wherewithal. So kind of the idea behind this is branch out to the people who have the resources. So, but then also, instead of me having to organize all the PDUPs, my district leads can take on the responsibility of doing that. And I can kind of just pop around, attend Mm -hmm. those that I'm available for, as well as build them to be empowered to take on their own challenges and be you know ready to go when we have to run this thing again in 2024 you're all volunteers and we're all volunteers why are you are we so compelled to put in hours and hours of work for pete patty what is it about pete why pete because we believe in this well should say collectively we believe in this candidate um pete uh is inspires um, by um, his knowledge, what he talks about, his vision for the future. Um, I'm an Army veteran. He's a Naval Reserve Intelligence Officer. Um, I understand um, what his service means um, to have a Commander-in-Chief that's had that experience, that also understands the nature and importance of foreign policy. And one of the things that Pete says over and over again is when I wore my uniform, when I served in Afghanistan, that flag on my shoulder, it meant something. And Pete is the person that can help restore, I think, some of that standing. I feel that um, the United States has lost a little bit. Um, And I, I mean, I can talk for the next two hours about why Pete Um, But the other thing that really struck me about his candidacy is how he is able to look across what our country and what the world might look like in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. So this is not a campaign just to get into office for four years and then do it again in the next four, but actually having the vision to look at what is going to happen to the next generation. What kind of country are we going to leave in place for our children, our grandchildren, um, you know, our friends, our loved ones, our neighbors? And he has studied these these issues and smart sewers. I mean, I love that. Um, I'm a self-professed nerd and geek. So, I mean, I just really, I was like, oh, my God, smart sewers. This guy gets it. I think we need a sidebar here. So for those of you who don't know, and this is in the Pete's memoir, Shortest Way Home, City of South Bend teamed up with the Notre Dame, University of Notre Dame, and they have smart sewers, which means they have sensors to to let them know when the the levels 
getting too high. Yes. And you love that. You love that. Yes. And I also love the idea of soil conservation as a way of addressing climate change. Like we don't have the solution yet, but soil management and how we can engage our rural community and farmers and ways of addressing some of the problems that are so large, but they, they can be tackled and they can be handled. Um, so that that's kind of just a snapshot of YP, but I, I want to just come back for a second. Um, kind of the perception that's out in media, in the media, that we're seeing from the barnstorming trip. Um, that that's it when was we went to Des Moines. Des Moines, to, Iowa, um, to yeah. the Liberty and Jackson dinner. And that some of the feedback from the just the regular old media was like, well, those must have been paid staffers from the campaign. And um, certainly there were close to 2,000 people that paid their own way, paid their flights, their rental car, their hotels, their ticket. They, you know, um, shared hotel rooms. So this is really grassroots. It's really, really exciting. And I think Kyle can talk definitely to... Um, what it takes to just start up a grassroots team. Our first peat up was like, what, 12, 20 people? You had the, you organized the first peat up, Kyle, uh, Virginia not, no, for okay, peat. Okay, and, and Kyle <laughs> hates when I do this because I, I love to give him credit um, for all he's done. So Kyle and, and three or four original folks that kind of got together and said, hey, we like this candidate. Let's, let's, let's do something. When was that? Yeah, so we got really lucky that um, there was a big, fundraiser, um, you know, where the cost was relatively affordable back in uh, Alexandria, uh, back in early June. Uh, so right here in the heart of Nova, right around DC. Um, and that was the first time, you know, I met a bunch of the people, you know, that you see the names online, but now you're making a real connection in person. And so from that, you know, a week or two later, we just said, hey, we're going to meet up. Let's, you know, just find a place and post about it on Twitter and Facebook, and we'll see who shows up. And uh, yeah, we had maybe 15 or so people uh, in Tyson's Corner, so you know, a local mall around here. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing private. People walking by, sort of looking at us like, "What? What is this group?" And you know, we didn't have any signs or swag, you know, all the way back then. So uh, just a sort of ragtag bunch. But um, you know, at at those sorts of things, hey, that's where you ragtag gets it done, guys. Oh, it totally does. You know, and you get the you know, not that everyone else isn't hardcore, but you get the people who were very invested in Pete early on and they're saying, hey, we need a website, we need a newsletter and, you know, those sorts of things happened and people took up, well, I want to get shirts made and I want to, you know, have a logo and all these sorts of little ideas that just sprout up and every maybe three or four weeks from then on, we tried to have another Pete up uh, locally and it really, it really worked out. We, you know, at one point I think had 60 or 70 people at one of our events and uh it's it's only grown from there okay so why pete why did you what is it about pete that really attracted you to him as a candidate for sure so i mean i guess the first time i really was you know acquainted with pete was uh the cnn town hall back in march and he was the fourth out of four people doing a town hall that night so cnn you know, I had four hours going and I said, well, if I've invested the first three hours, I should give this last guy a chance at uh, oh, like wow. 11 o'clock or whatever. Didn't? <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I had no idea what his name was or anything. And, you know, I knew the names of the three people before. Um, and, you know, so I just said, I'll, you know, I'll check this guy out. And uh, boy, am I really glad that I did. Um, he's just so refreshing. I think when you look on paper, some of his ideas are actually, you know, 
we're all Democrats here. Like people have very similar ideas or stances or end goals. Um, obviously, there are nuances with every person, and I think Pete has put out a ton of great detail. You know, like Patty said, with soil conservation, you don't see those two words in everybody's plan. Uh, and you know, he has a whole separate plan on prescription drug prices, and then you know, fifteen dollar minimum wage. Like there, are every little details in there. Um, but what sets Pete apart for me is just that he, when he's talking. The diction that he uses is also positive. You feel, um, you know, your blood pressure goes down, as Pete likes to say in his stump speech now. It's very true. Um, it's not that we're attacking the other side. It's not that we're just trying to take down 45, even though that is a goal. Uh, it's that we love, you know, what Pete has to say, and he makes us feel like we can be unified, that there's hope, that every person can contribute something in a meaningful way. Can you tell me about your your background? What are you doing in life? <laughs> so, oh, so are you doing this full time? Uh, I wish that would be great <laughs> if you can give me the hookup. Um, no, so I mean, my background is not in politics at all. I studied music in school, and um, then you know worked at my university for a little while, and then moved back here. I'm from Northern Virginia, uh, and now I work in a real estate company, uh, doing you know admin marketing style work. Um, so that's my day job, nine to five, is looking at contracts for people buying and selling their homes. Uh, but then, you know, at, when and I go home in the fun. evening, I right. get to have fun. Yeah. And like look at Twitter and, you know, find other exciting ways to support Pete. Yeah. And I meant to ask Patty. Patty, you said that you're a retired army. Did I get that right? Um, yeah. I, not retired. I served. I am an army veteran. A veteran. Um, yes. Yeah. No, sorry. that's okay. I, you know, I, I'm ignorant on, no, no, on the, no, the not terminology. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and so I, I spent, um, I've done a lot of different things. Um, I did spend about seven years working in the veteran advocacy community. Um, one of the things I did was helping veterans get their claims that had been denied back from the Vietnam era and, and prior to that, as well as the current conflicts. Um, but I also spent a couple years helping veterans um, learn how to start and grow their own business. So I was a certified boots to business instructor. And part of the TAP program went out to the different military installations from the Pentagon to JBAB, Henderson Hall, and taught veterans a two-day workshop how to start and grow a business. That jumped me over to Junior Achievement, where I do volunteer recruitment um, for the financial literacy program that Junior Achievement has. So I really like putting myself out there, talking to people, um, and asking for ballot initiative yeah. signatures or talking to them about Pete. So it's it's a great match for me and my personality as far as just talking to people. And it's easy to talk about Pete because he's genuine, he's kind, and, and you're not making something up. It doesn't feel contrived. Um, it, it just, it, it's a genuine conversation. With your all that experience working with veterans, what did you think of Pete's veterans policy that came out yeah I was Veterans Day yeah, I was really excited about that um, I ha must confess I haven't done an entirely deep dive um, but um, we are actually having a um, local veterans peed up um, uh, the 23rd so next weekend so we recently last weekend we had a celebration for having achieved 
um, or crushed the ballot petition signature goal of 12,000 signatures. So um, we celebrated that achievement. Um, and what do we have? About 50, 60 people there. It was lovely. A um, lot of food, a lot of celebration. Um, we gave out, um, there were some rewards um, and gifts given out. Um, but at that PDUP, we identified a couple of um, veterans as well as military um, family spouses. And real quick, what I'm going to say, this is just so unique in that Pete has his button is for veterans and military families. So he is already making that connection. It's not just the veteran, it's the spouse, it's the children, and how important it is to weave that entire community together. Um, so we're going to have, we're going to, we'll see what this little veteran military spouse Pete up looks like next Saturday. Um, and how we can, you know, where we can go from there. And there's also um, Kat O'Connor, who is um, the veteran community outreach person on the campaign, had a conference call. So we'll, we'll see how we can leverage our veteran military community status to serve others and continue to serve others. What a wonderful idea, and I think this is really good for other Pete grassroots groups in other states to, to hear that that sounds that sounds amazing so that was patty and kyle from virginia now i have to ask the why pete for to the uh, maryland folks over here well like, what is it about uh, pete that makes you want to work so hard well like kyle i watched the cnn town hall and had been hearing about this mayor over it's like okay there's there's you know, a mayor Kamala and and there was Corey and I was kind of you know and then I heard about this mayor and I said okay let's watch this and I it was I was it was it that was all I needed done that's all I needed because he's so well spoken and then I'm hearing about his academic achievements Harvard grad Rhodes Scholar and that kind of stuff impresses me because I really wanted a really, really smart <laughs> president in the White House. And, but one of the things that I have come to um, feel about Pete is that, um, as Kyle and Patty were saying, but there's something about, is a physical reaction that I have. And it's joy. I experience joy when I listen to him. It takes nothing for my eyes to start watering. I'm done. <laughs> you know, because everything he says and the way he says it is so um, empowering. Empowering. I can't say that word. Uh, that you want to get out and do something and get organized one of the things that was so um <clears throat> so i saw what virginia was doing this is early i was at that june event um in alexandria and was just overwhelmed um and when i saw that they were going to be at the um uh, one of the state no county county fairs and got a hold of Kyle, found out what it is I needed to do, drove from Baltimore down to 
where was it? I forgot. The Arlington. Arlington. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Down to the Arlington. I was on the phone with Kyle going, where is this place? <laughs> and from there, I watched what Virginia was doing in their organizing, doing the PDFs and getting organized with all these different things. And then I also uh, went to a, uh, a farmer's market where I met Lee Walser and Reggie Menendez. Menen, pronounce his name for me, please. Yes, thank you. And just got so excited. And I thought, we need to do this in Maryland. We need to get this organized in Maryland. Somehow, if I have to do it, I'll do it. And I saw that there was a Maryland for Pete Facebook page. And long and short of it, we got ourselves organized and got leadership roles, spoke to the Northeast Regional Director, and it was just because something needed to be done and um, in Maryland for Pete because he's such a once-in-a-lifetime candidate that in my 54 years that I've never seen such a thing. And now I want to ask you, because you do have a, a background in working in politics for campaigns. Yes. How much of that do you want to share? Well, I started volunteering for... Uh, Bill Clinton when he was running for governor. But you were only five, what, were five years old then, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm 29. <laughs> Perpetual 29. Uh, it started out when I was, you know, in my in high school and then through college and got a chance to uh, have a, like a paid position at one point on, on his governor, gubernatorial campaign. Got a chance to meet Hillary, got a chance to meet Bill, of course. And then worked on other uh, state and federal uh, election campaigns in Arkansas. Then moved here into the, the D.C. area and um, went in a different direction in my career. Went into film, film production. And um, so I had two loves, politics and, <laughs> and film. And went back into politics because I missed it very much. And uh, then I worked for, um, volunteered for Obama and then worked for Hillary in 16, both in the primary and in the general. Wow. Um, and you told me you, were never, you weren't going to come back, but then Pete, like you said, once in yes, a lifetime. Yes, that's right. Thank you lifetime, for yeah. Once in a yeah. lifetime. Yeah, after 16, um, I, I even had developed, on that two days before the election, I developed a, a bulge disc in my back. I was laid out. I was following the election through Twitter, and the next day I said, I'm done. I cannot do this yeah. ever again. So do you think the Pete for America campaign is unlike other campaigns? That's what I've been hearing from people. Oh, yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things that they are doing that's different than anything I've ever worked on is that they're emphasizing what's called relational organizing. So it's, it's a different methodology and... While we will be doing some phone banking, we'll we're doing canvassing and of course ballot initiatives, so uh, that kind of thing. But it's relational organizing is about going to your friends, going to well, I'm I'm Raisel and I are very much uh, walking up to a total strangers. I think Patty is too, um, and I'm assuming Kyle. Kyle, as well. you're not afraid to walk up to yeah. strangers and just start talking about Pete. But if somebody says to me like about your button. I have, uh, there's a cashier at the Aldi where I shop. She says, oh, I like Pete. Now we've got two cashiers at Aldi that love Pete. 
I've given them buttons off, off my right. jacket. Here, and and please. it's not a hard sell. It's not like you're you're forcing the issue at all. It's, exactly. It's exactly. an easy conversation. Exactly. I want to bring Razel in here. And what is it about Pete for you? Um, so there is there. There's this thing in the back of my head after the 2016 election. And I said, I don't, I'm ready to take a little bit of a step back because my heart's broken. Yeah, I think uh, we um, all had that. I think, I think that's feeling. a communal thing. But what I said is I'm not going to focus on a person this time. I'm going to focus on what I want to see in a leader that is going to take us out of this era. You, you had this thought right after the election? Yes. Did, did Pete, Pete must have known this. Um, I mean, I mean, I was, I was a little bit aware of Pete due to some previous, I'm a little bit of a policy wonk type person who reads everything available. Um, so, but what I really wanted to focus on this election was my personal beliefs and what we needed in a leader in this country. And so I kind of drew up this, I want to say a human without a gender. And I think that's really important to talk about as like a young female who would love to see a woman president. But for me, the thing that's most important is who's going to do the most for me and who's going to do the most for this country. I drew up this candidate and I put it away, put it away for about two years. And then I pulled it back out as we started to talk about who was going to challenge Trump and especially in 18. And basically when I started to really research the candidates as we were coming in and Pete was still in his exploratory and I just started checking off these boxes and I got to a point, I was like, well, I think I found my guy. Okay. And, are you serious? This is a serious, this is a real piece of paper. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The things you learn when you do a podcast. Um, wow. I, I have a little bit of an analytical mind. And so I kind of was like, okay, I guess I found my guy. And then I sat there and I went, okay, I found my guy. He's the mayor of South Indiana. I don't, you know, yeah. at some point he has to know this because he's a data guy, right? Yeah. So somehow he's going to have to find I, this I will uh, find it. It's a little tattered and, you know. Ray Fells Analytics. Yeah. Putting uh, Pete there into the <laughs> oval. Um, I, <laughs> That's why it's going to work. Um, so, and so for me, one of the things that makes me most passionate about Pete and wanting to do as much as I do for him is that I know that we can't do some of these generational changes overnight. And so we talk about, you know, people talk about Medicare for all who want it. I mean, Let's be real. There's another one who's shading herself that way. Um, but kind of what it is, is we're taking these policies, and we, Patty talked about soil conservation. He's doing things that are incremental changes to get people used to the new era, the new idea of where we're going as a population, where we're going as a country. And we can't shock the system. Our system's been shocked to a point of no going back at this point. So we need to take gradual change and gradual progress. And it's not that we don't want to see some of these drastic changes, and Pete does himself. He has admitted this. But he also has this practical application of, okay, I can't, we can't get there tomorrow, but can we build to the tomorrow and the future tomorrow? You know, and he talks about like well, the first thing he'll do is reverse all these executive orders. That's number one because that puts us back at a place we can build from. And this is what I want. I want someone who will put on the hard hat and go out on the street with the little weed thing, leaf thing he did in South Bend not too long ago. <laughs> because that's what well, I we need have to in make a leader. A meme of that. Um, I need the leader to put on the hard hat. That's what I want in a leader. Do you have a political science 
I do have a degree in American political science, and my actual thesis was written about the degender degendering of the office of the first spouse. So I'm ready for Chaston in case anyone's curious. Oh my God, that's so interesting. Well, thank you so much for all that. There's so much information here and really interesting stories. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. So that was Razel and Christopher from Maryland and Patty and Kyle from Virginia. Thank you very much. We all say go Pete together. Go Go Pete. Pete. Thanks for listening to Twitter Travels for Pete. Everyday people excited about Pete Buttigieg for president. I wonder where I'll be going next. <laughs>